Millions of people have lost weight with personalized plans from Noom, like Evan, who can't stand salads and still lost 50 pounds. Salads generally for most people are the easy button, right? For me, that wasn't an option. I never really was a salad guy. That's just not who I am. But Noom worked for me. Get your personalized plan today at Noom.com. Real Noom user compensated to provide their story. In four weeks, the typical Noom user can expect to lose one to two pounds per week. Individual results may vary. Cool fact, a crocodile can't stick out its tongue. Also, you can get health insurance for a month or just under a year in some states. United Healthcare short-term insurance plans, underwritten by Golden Rule Insurance Company, offer flexible, budget-friendly coverage for you. Learn more at UH1.com. Quality sleep is essential. That's why the Sleep Number Smart Bed is designed for your ever-evolving sleep needs. Need a bed that's firmer or softer on either side? Helps you sleep at a comfortable temperature? Sleep Number Smart Beds let you individualize your comfort, so you sleep better together. J.D. Power ranks Sleep Number number one in customer satisfaction with mattresses purchased in-store. And now, save 50% on the Sleep Number Limited Edition Smart Bed for a limited time. For J.D. Power 2023 award information, visit jdpower.com awards. Only at a Sleep Number store or sleepnumber.com. Imagine the softest sheets you've ever felt. Now imagine them getting even softer over time. That's what you'll feel with Bowling Branch's organic cotton sheets. In a recent customer survey, 96% replied that Bowling Branch sheets get softer with every wash. Start getting your best night's sleep in these sheets that get softer and softer for years to come. Try their sheets with a 30-night guarantee. Plus get 15% off your first order at BowlingBranch.com. Code BUTTERY. Exclusions apply. See site for details. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. I'm Sandra, and I'm just the professional your small business was looking for. But you didn't hire me because you didn't use LinkedIn Jobs. LinkedIn has professionals you can't find anywhere else, including those who aren't actively looking for a new job but might be open to the perfect role, like me. In a given month, over 70% of LinkedIn users don't visit other leading job sites. So if you're not looking on LinkedIn, you'll miss out on great candidates like Sandra. Start hiring professionals like a professional. Post your free job on linkedin.com slash achieve today. The following is a presentation of the Four Center podcast feed. From the center of the galaxy and back from San Diego, this is a Force Center podcast feed. I'm Ken Napsok for another edition of the big show, the main show, the super panel of our convention. This is Force Center. I'm joined, as always, hopefully now and forever, Joseph Scrimshaw and Jennifer Landa. We survived. We're back. We are alive and ready to super panel some more, right? <laughs> 
yes. This, uh, now last week we had a great breakdown, if I may say so myself, <laughs> of Forces of Destiny. Oh, uh, yes, and nice. Jennifer, you had a great video on YouTube. Mm-hmm. I want people, I encourage people to go check it out as well. Thank we're, you. We are all three fans of Forces of Destiny, and we're going to talk about uh, Forces of Destiny in this show too, because there were some great figures released, or at least previewed at Comic-Con. We're going to talk about our experiences at Comic-Con and some news, but also just catch up. You know, last week, like I said, we talked about Forces of Destiny. We're down in San Diego. Joseph, we had a great little meetup. Yeah. A lot of fun down there. Yeah, a lot of people came, and it was so nice to see people in our Star Wars shirts, uh, in our our Force Center shirts, and I I know uh, one fan was uh, working a booth with one of our shirts with the Luke Skywalker I Care shirt. That was very nice to see on Twitter. It's great. Yeah, it's like a time-release San Diego gift, because he tweeted at us, like, during the meetup, and I just found it on our Twitter feed. I did see that. a couple days ago. Yeah. Yeah. So thank you for doing that. I believe it was uh, Jake Modica, I believe. Yes. 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 Yeah. Yeah. And a lot of great fans came to the meetup. And that was, yeah, it was awesome and lovely to have a sip of beer with, with some fans. Right, right, absolutely. It's so good to uh, meet people up close and, and know that we have this little community, Jennifer, this four-center community. Mm-hmm. Your vlog also uh, captured the <laughs> captured spirit of it as well. Yeah, I tried, I tried. It was a lot of fun, and I didn't want to spend the whole time filming, so you just saw a little glimpse of it. Yeah. Um, but I really enjoyed myself hanging out with you guys and yeah. listeners. It's yeah, fun. we just need to get you some Google Glass so you can always be filming. Oh, God, can you imagine? That would be a little, might be a little creepy. <laughs> well, that's me. Yeah. I'm having a social media overload today. Yeah, and I'm I understand. thinking that might be a future. <laughs> Everyone has a show on Google. Mm. Always. Oh. Tune into the Always Show. Wow. I have an Always Show. Do you have an Always Show? Have yes. Always show. Oh, my goodness. All the time. Jennifer, you wanted to uh, throw out a little shout out. I did. Yes, we got some very exciting news, and we'd like to give a very special shout out to our listener and friend. Uh, Brian Rohrenbacher. Yeah. Brian pulled some strings mm. and got Four Center, the name Four Center, and our own names, Ken, Joseph, Jennifer, written on the support beam that will be part of the highest point of Star Wars land. So apparently how it's been happening is some Disneyland cast members and crew have been all signing the beam. So this is really special that yeah. he got this for us. I, I don't even want to know what he had to do, Joseph. Yeah. <laughs> I don't know who's dead in a ditch somewhere. When or. you say pulling a string in Star Wars, a picture like people chained to Jabba. I don't know. <laughs> I don't know what those ropes are. Boba Fett's ropes and cutting into Luke. Wrap uh, Luke. Brian's always dressed as Indiana Jones, too. I know. He's we've got seen a whip. him twice now. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. <laughs> yeah. That whip might have come into play. <laughs> Who knows? But that's really cool to know it's at the uh, uh, the top most part yes. of Galaxy's Edge. So we're at the top of Galaxy's Edge. We're canon, yeah. you guys. Yeah. yeah. Oh, wow. Yeah. That's the way I see it. We're there. Yeah. That's and such a great thing. Support. Yeah. A support pillar. Yeah. Spirit of Star Wars. Yeah. That's really cool. Thank Force you, Brian. Force yeah. Center is so Disney touched. approved, sort of. Yeah. Mm-hmm. Exactly. <laughs> so huge thank you to Brian yeah. for that. And Joseph, you, uh, you've you been out and about having some fun yeah. relaxing since Comic-Con? Yeah, well, some relaxing, a lot of working, but I did get a little bit of relaxing in with my wife this weekend. We went to uh, Arclight Hollywood and uh, just opening this uh, past weekend just in Hollywood and New... Or, or not in Hollywood, but in uh, L.A. and New York is a film called Brigsby Bear mm-hmm. that's going to be opening in more cities, and I wanted to encourage the hell out of people Mm. to go see it. Uh, Mark Hamill is in it, which is what, this is what I knew about the film going in. I knew that Mark Hamill and a bear were in it. And I will see any movie (laughs) with Mark Hamill and a bear. And Kyle Mooney, right? That's the only other thing I knew. I didn't didn't even know that. It's like, there's that funny gentleman who I'm sure is from the television. Uh, But no, I didn't know anything going in, and that's the way that you should go in. But Mm. what I wanted to say about it is not only does Mark Hamill give 
an amazing performance that made me even more excited for The Last Jedi because his acting chops are just so great in this movie. But it is a movie about pop culture. Mm. It's a movie about, like, telling stories, why we tell stories, and how the stories impact us. And it really occurred to me as something that I think a lot of Star Wars fans would like, Mm. and particularly people who, who take time out of their lives to listen to a podcast like Force Center that is about thinking about pop culture, talking about it, having fun with it, and building a community around what you love, that you should absolutely run out and go see this movie. It's not like other uh, little indie movies. It's really, really cool. I like it. I'm intrigued. I I was uh, only knew that. Bear, Hamill, Kyle Mooney. (laughs) And it was on my watch it later list. But now I think I'll have to make a point. No, no, no. And who knows if it's still playing. If you're in in the L.A. area, Mark Hamill recorded a nice little intro just for literally Arclight Hollywood. Oh, Oh, it's very funny because he's he's just sitting in a chair uh, petting his dog. And then he's got a kind of oh, hello there moment to the camera. Oh, I love it. And just, you know, celebrates. Hey, I'm so happy to be involved in this because it's such a great story and yeah. I'm so happy that you guys are sitting here in a theater seeing it with people and that is a good point that it is a, it's fun to see with people oh okay so it's definitely a theater movie too oh okay. great I like that yeah I like that me Jennifer too. get a babysitter grab I, the husband and head on out oh I want to see it so badly and it makes me happy that he's now you know I feel like people are kind of like remembering him as an actor on screen not yeah. just yes. a fantastic voice actor but he is a great actor there's a Hamelsance Yes, a renaissance, exactly an attempt at a renaissance portmanteau, mm-hmm. and, and, yeah. and potentially a first assance, if that's a phrase that makes any sense. Yeah. Because yes. I don't feel he got that chance. I think the voice acting thing happened, and I, I remember for a long time it was like, Where, "What happened to Mark Hamill?" And he's doing this voice, and he's you know a legend in that ring. Yeah. Um, but I, I maybe it's a chance for him to really kind of dive into some roles that he didn't get the chance to perform over the last yeah. couple of years. Yeah, mm-hmm. and his decade. casting yeah. is in this movie is oh, it's perfect. I love it. Yeah, oh, I love it. Man, I love it. That's great. great. That's great. The Force Center crew out and about doing things, and uh, I'm a, 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 a excited to check that one out. It's rare that I go out and see a movie these days. Mostly just inside rewatching Rogue One. <laughs> doing now that it's on Netflix. I own it on Blu-ray. But you watch it on Netflix. Watch it on Netflix. Yeah, it's just, I it's just easier. easier. Just <laughs> easier. Exactly. A lot of news been going on. A lot of stuff going after um, San Diego Comic Con. Of course, Lucasfilm wasn't there, but stuff was still coming out. And uh, this is our chance to kind of gather and talk about this, Jennifer. We've got a lot of news to dive into. Whoa, yes, we do. So, Star Wars social media has been buzzing thanks to director Ron Howard, who has done a fabulous job keeping all of us fans in the loop in the making of the Han. Solo film. So he recently tweeted a photo of him and cinematographer Bradford Young working out a shot but the photo also revealed a new alien character in the background. So it's kind of tough to make out where the scene takes place. Some are saying maybe it's like a bar of some sort. Uh, but all I can tell is that the large alien is kind of leaning on this table. And to me, the creature looked like Unkar Plutt wearing a vintage diving helmet. <laughs> wow. Like a so, 19 or 1840s. Like, yeah, you know, like the big, like from big, Scooby-Doo, yeah. like the big or like, gold. So if, or like from Bioshock, like if Unkar yeah, Plutt was exactly. in Bioshock. Yeah, exactly. Exactly. Well, I'm all in for that. <laughs> that would look like to me. I don't know, but it's, it's a large alien creature yeah. sitting there. 
This is worth 60 plasmids. <laughs> this is, it's kind of interesting Rorschach te- test because you had that. I looked at it when I thought it was a little Grumgar-like. Oh, And yeah. then Vogon-like oh, from the movie sure. version of Hitchhikers. Yeah, I can see what, that. What did you think, huh. Joseph? Uh, I just thought he looked tired. <laughs> he did. I like that. I looks like, like me after a long time. <laughs> I like tired aliens. I like that tired aliens like, oh, I can't. I can't even be dealing with what's going on in this bar, and I have a weird helmet because I can't even breathe this air. Yeah. That yeah. is yeah. funny. I love what Ron Howard is doing with his Twitter yeah. feed. I, I, I think killing it. The right approach. Yeah. Yeah. You and know? I feel like he's revealing just the right amount. He's giving yeah. us little tastes, but he's not being too cryptic. I mean, and no, no dissing, you know, Phil Lord and uh, Chris Miller. Yeah. But they, you know, they would show like <laughs> just like small little portions yeah. of things. Han's going to have a that? blaster. Yeah. Right, yeah, exactly. So this has been really cool. Yeah. yeah and I think it, it serves it serves the whole drama well when mm. he's just like look I'm having fun here I'm happy to be here look there's me working with uh, Bradford Young that my cinematographer he's still here yep. he's still shooting this movie with me and and I think it, it it's creating this fun atmosphere whether or not the movie works out will time will tell <laughs> but I I think it really makes me feel better yeah what's going on it mm. really feels like everything is so under control yeah. That like every you know, everything's moving along and I have time to tweet some fun jokes and hashtag them untitled on solo movie <laughs> yeah. too. Like, yeah. I love that. I like that. Well someone else has been having fun is a uh, Han Solo actress, Amelia Clark. Yeah. Uh, she and her and Chewbacca did a cute little thank you video on her Instagram. She apparently enlisted the help of Chewie to thank her ten million followers. On Instagram. I mean, that's insane. <laughs> but she is a mother of dragons, so I, I would expect nothing <laughs> yeah, less. Yeah, mother of Instagram followers now, yeah, yeah. Yeah, 10 million. Have you seen the video yet? Well, you know, it's funny. I, yeah, but I just, I'm following. How did I miss I only I saw know, it. I know, too. I only saw it in your news. I somehow missed it. I missed it too originally. That's crazy. I know, but it's yeah. really cute. It's great, and yeah. it's just a, it's a little fun moment. And she actually acknowledged that Disney approved her using Chewbacca in the video, which I loved. <laughs> right? Did you have to clarify that it's not canon? Yeah, <laughs> yeah, yeah. It doesn't count. <laughs> but it does seem like there's kind of like a I don't want to say a weight that's been lifted, but you know, the cast is having fun. Like you guys were saying, Ron Howard's yeah. having fun. Just does seem to be a little lightness in the air on this film. And yeah. I don't know if that's like intentional that they're trying to show it or if it's just naturally I've heard things yeah oh really I've heard things yeah that this is a good thing that this is a good thing oh yeah yeah I feel like it is certainly I'm sure Disney would say like hey Ron Howard if you could get everybody in a good mood and then have yeah. them Instagram things tweet things that would be great but I do also feel like looking at his tweets and that Amelia Clark thing there is a sense of play that I think is hard to fake. Right. I yeah. feel like if it was a, hey, guys, I'm having so much fun shooting Han Solo. Like, right. we could feel that. Yeah. So it, to me, it feels like, yeah, Disney might have said, hey, make sure everybody knows that it's okay. But it also looks like it is legitimately okay mood on set. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I, I think you're right. It's an authentic, right. authentically uh, fun moment. <laughs> well, let's talk about bad Star Wars news. <laughs> I have a real bone to pick, let me tell you guys. Because a collection of promotional photos from The Last Jedi were leaked by someone on Twitter who I will not name, but I went to their Twitter account, and let me tell you, I got spoiled. They were posting really? things left and right, and I'm like, oh, 
Anyways, mm. uh, before long, these Last Jedi images, I'm sure that we've all seen, were yeah. circulating around Twitter, which is really a bummer because it was clear that they were raw images. Like, you could mm-hmm. see in the background there was, like, a fan and there was, like, an <laughs> Apple box. Like, they weren't yeah. retouched. <laughs> so, I did see that. Right? The Apple box one is the one I saw first. Yeah. yeah. And so my, my question is, is, like, we know that these images were going to come out at some point. So do you guys feel like this that kind of sp- it spoiled it? Seeing the raw images, <sighs> Joseph, you're better at this than me. Uh, yeah, well, let me let me get. I'm going to try to interpret Ken's side, and we'll see how close I get. I am happy that there weren't, there wasn't anything in the images that was too directly spoilerific. There were not clear plot things. There were definitely some really cool characters, some really yeah. cool items mm-hmm. that we didn't get to see the way Lucasfilm wanted to show them to us. Mm. So I'm happy that it wasn't too bad of a spoiler thing, but I do feel like we get so much information. Let's his fans just let Lucasfilm dole it out the way they yeah. want to dole it out. It's not government secrets it's not turns out this person is treasonous you know it's it's, treason it's treason it's not treason then it's a cool guard that we would see when Mm -hmm. lucasfilm wanted us to see that so i just i kind of feel like let it be you know my size well okay you got it because (laughs) it came to me that the the photos i think they're all great photos amazing i mean i I agree with what you're saying jennifer to be luke on an apple box or near one's not what i need to see or uh, fastman's got a fan but um (laughs) i was recording jedi council and those popped up during the recording and my initial reaction was oh wow they released some why is there an apple box (laughs) and and i was gonna maybe you know Christian breaking news week and I decided not to um, mm. I agree with you Joseph I, I, I don't feel spoiled what you're saying about someone's Twitter feed might be what else they're posting is what I'm gathering from you not just these photos mm, yeah around it um, but yeah it's just it's it's a this this we have this career we talk in media and I talk about this all the time and and I just I feel though sometimes I'm part of the problem because I'm going to speculate on a on a YouTube show about yeah. what this picture means. But I, I I just wish this didn't happen as much. I just it, it's impossible to stop. It's not the end of the world. Yeah, There's bigger problems to worry about. I get that. But mm-hmm. as a fan, yeah, yeah, I, I want to see those guards when I'm supposed to see them. Yeah, I think speculating is great. Obviously, people love it. That's why we can do things uh, like yeah. like Force Center. But like a movie is not like an escape room. It's not a challenge to us, the fans. <laughs> yeah. To break it and defeat it and get the information first. Such a great mm. way to put it. Yeah. Mm. Yeah, yeah. That's exactly what I feel some of this stuff is, Joseph. It, it's this like, ha ha. Got it. Lucasfilm <laughs> is keeping this from you. <laughs> no. In order to entertain you. Yeah. Yeah. And like, I understand. We're all excited. And there's some exciting little tidbits in those photos. And I looked at them. Uh, yeah. I was shown them before I saw them on the internet. And it was literally just somebody going, hey, look at this. Yeah. And then I was like, oh, cool. And the same as you. I was like, oh, are these, have these been written? Nope. Okay. Yeah. But, uh, but then, you know, sometimes you get some beauty out of it, like the Porg thing right. that, right, uh, right. that uh-huh. Brian Ward made. Uh-huh. Yeah, absolutely. Oh, yeah, that's a great photo. Yeah, no, and, and, it, and it's like, I don't, I don't know where you feel on this line, Jennifer, but it's like, uh, uh, I, 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 I'm okay with, like, this actor circling a project. That's news. Right. I get it. And sometimes there might be a two-play X and X, uh, uh, XYZ role. I get it. But, but it is this, Joseph put it so well, this gotcha attitude and... 
I don't know where some because we're talking we're talking about it now, right? And we should, but I feel I just that's that side, Jennifer. It is that. What should side. we do? You're I, a mother. I, Guide I me. I don't know. I think it really comes down to people wanting to know more than other people. Yeah. So like we have all, you know, Wikipedia, we have all these people that you can, you know, find out information really quickly, but what don't most fans know? Well, they don't know these secrets and these yeah. things that are being, you know, yeah. locked uh, by Lucasfilm. And so mm. it's like, ha I know it before you. And in the theater, they can go, well, I knew that that was coming. Yeah. It's, I don't know what that is. It's like this weird thing of wanting to I don't know, no more than everyone. It, it's, or know it first. It's partially why I enjoy, because of our, our recording schedule, that sometimes we talk about news days or weeks after it, because then I feel like you you, you two and me, us three is what I'm trying to say, <laughs> aren't, aren't uh, scooping or this or that or, or clickbait, clickbait. We're just like, oh, okay, let's talk about porgs, and let's talk about porgs. But, yeah, yeah. For sure. you know, yeah. and, and I think that's what most fans are. There's just some yeah. Yeah, ill-intentioned right. people out and there. And there's some good, there are people who find like you know, there are people who find good scoops, and yeah, like that's I, a career. I get yeah. it. You know, and like one thing that I, I thought was kind of interesting in the past week that we missed the news cycle because it was only about thirty six hours long. That uh, mm-hmm. Darth Vader is going to be in a Han Solo movie yeah. because a convention said that Spencer Wilding couldn't make it because he's shooting on the latest Star Wars film. Yeah, and like that was one. Of, I was pretty proud of the community. Yeah, because everybody's like. Hey, this one thing was noticed at one relatively small convention, but maybe, yeah. and nobody really ran with mm. breaking news. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Darth Vader is it, you know, because it was yeah. such such tiny, tiny connections to get to that. Mm. Yeah, uh, so that was that was like a, a example of I think good Star Wars scoopage where people. Yeah, reported this possibility, but didn't go all in. Right. Yeah. I accept that. It's tough. It's a tough world to live in, just as Pablo Hidalgo. <laughs> <laughs> well, in fascinating Star Wars social media news, Dave Filoni took to Twitter and shared another untold story from Star Wars Rebels about Ahsoka and Kanan. He revealed that the two knew each other or that they had met while they were younglings at the Jedi Temple. And he also included a little chunk of dialogue, along with a, uh, a little sketch, that shows Ahsoka being a mentor to Kanan, just shaking his head. So beautiful. Oh, it's really cool. Oh, oh, okay, yeah. okay. Yeah, it's really good. See, yeah. because I'm like, I, people were going nuts, and I this is where I, I have total like FOMO. I'm like, wow, what the heck? Like, I, don't, I don't know what's really going on. I don't understand the weight of this. So it's, what is the weight of this? And what does this mean that he's sharing all these tidbits about Ahsoka? I think number one, Filoni loves to play. Mm-hmm. Yeah. He loves to play a little bit, and the whole wolf thing and everything. Then Ahsoka lives, but right. I think he's so proud of the Ahsoka character too. Mm. I think it's it's one of his uh, big uh, contributions to Star Wars, and something George wanted a, a female, uh, young female protagonist. So I think I think he's proud of it, and I think he has so many more things to say or that he'd like to say about the character and her history. Yeah. And yeah, it's to me and weighty because I know that there are these great moments that uh, almost made it in. I assume that they're things that got cut from rebels yeah. or that were planned, but the actual uh, interaction, you know, it shows Ahsoka as master. Mm. Yeah. Even though that she chose to leave the Jedi order, she still understands that Kanan is following that, those principles yeah. mm. and considering himself a Jedi and she is trying to help him to be the best Jedi he can be. And then it's also got this bittersweet bit of storytelling that they did lean into eventually on Rebels, that Kanan is a perfectly fine Jedi. Mm-hmm. Hmm. And his role is more being a mentor to Ezra, and that's what he can do as a Jedi. And it goes back to the things we've talked about a lot of, you know, the natural part of storytelling that we're going to lead toward is, 
every Jedi we meet is one of the best Jedi ever. Yeah. Both Skywalkers, Yoda, Mace Windu, Obi-Wan Kenobi, every master who's ever sat on that council, Opal Rancis is an amazing <laughs> sort. Like, so eventually you're yeah. like, where's my bargain basement basic Jedi yeah. <laughs> who can lift things and fight with a lightsaber, but they're just competent Jedi. Yeah. Mm. And that is one of the heroes of Rebels. And it's beautiful because it yeah. brings it a little, it mixes in a little real world with the fantasy. Ooh, wow, that's great. Yeah, I, I, for me, it just adds more layer to the Ahsoka character, and yeah. I love the idea that they, they meet, and it ties up all these worlds. I love, I love that kind of crossover stuff uh, when, when it's done right, and, it, and the, no one's possessed by zombies and whatnot. <laughs> but um, yeah, so it's good. So Ahsoka's one of my favorite characters, and Kane is one of my favorite characters, too. It's yeah. one of the best things to come out of A New Dawn and Rebels. Mm. Fits right in, and I love that he I love that he struggled with his doubt, because I think Ahsoka did, too, and to have, the, have that connection, have it go back. Great stuff. Great yeah. scene. Yeah. Oh, great. I loved hearing this. Thank you. <laughs> You're welcome. Uh, let's talk about some music. Yay. Star Wars is adding a third composer to its roster. Composer John Powell will be scoring the upcoming Han Solo movie that is set to be released next year. Powell has scored films like How to Train Your Dragon, all of the Jason Bourne films, Shrek, mm-hmm. Ice Age and X-Men The Last Stand. The StarWars.com announcement said that Powell will score the Han Solo film in the style of the original Star Wars movies, but will retain Powell's distinctive voice. So that got me thinking. Yeah, obviously he's, he's the third composer. Are they kind of testing him out as like to replace John Williams eventually? Or is it just they're now just adding more you know composers to the roster? Yeah, yeah. I think there's. It's the reality of the situation. Mm-hmm. I think Williams should work on the the saga films as long as he wants to and can. Uh, I am I am definitely familiar with everything you're saying about Powell. Mm-hmm. Um, I'm just I'm not a scores and soundtrack guy. It's the category I'll lose in Schmodown if I play it. <laughs> um, but one person I know who is is Mark Riley. And when this news was announced in our writers' room, Collider's office, he saw it on Twitter. Riley was giddy and kept playing How How to Train Your Dragon all all day. And I and he was like he literally would come up to me, listen, listen to this. You like this? <laughs> Imagine this is a Star Wars movie now, and and, wow. it, and it works. So. If Mark Riley's happy, I'm happy. Okay. Yeah, I'm a big fan of the Bourne movies, uh, and, and I really love the music there. And I feel like if you say, How to Train Your Dragon, Jason Bourne, <laughs> put those together, that's pretty close to Han Solo movie. I think that's what <laughs> I was thinking. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, so I'm pretty excited about it. And yeah, like Ken said, it's the reality. I don't think they're, I don't think they're locking into a new John Williams right. yet. I think that they're going to keep trying to get uh, more and more stylistic diversity. Mm. Yeah. Yeah. And maybe yeah. as they play with the genres a little bit more in the upcoming films or shows or whatever, you'll need different ty- uh, types of composers. Yeah, so. yeah, absolutely. And, and, and stable. As a, as a postscript, you know, I think myself, not just, not necessarily fourth center, but myself was one of those people who were a little bit uh, down on the Rogue One soundtrack and like, hey, I liked it, but eh, X, Y, Z. And I, again, I had Rogue One on today. I was getting ready to come over here and it was playing in the other room and I could, I heard the music before anything. I was like, yeah. Ooh, I know this scene. I was ah. like, oh, wait a minute, maybe I jumped to conclusion. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. There you go. It still doesn't have that big theme. And I don't know why I didn't use the Imperial March more with Vader, but right. I do like it now. I get it. Yeah, yeah that Jedi theme. Yeah. Mm. Well, yes, good yeah. stuff. Well, now transitioning to book news. Yeah. Battlefront 2 Inferno Squad is out, and it's currently at number four on iTunes. The story is about Commander Iden Versio, who is a loyal Imperial and is part of the Special task for, special Forces Task Force. That doesn't sound right. <laughs> well, whatever. You get it. Get the, Force the, in there as much as possible. <laughs> you know, she's part of the Inferno Squad. Let's put it that way. Uh, 
<laughs> so <laughs> Janina Gavankar, who is awesome, and I know she was on Jedi Council. I love mm-hmm. her even more. Uh, she portrays Aiden in the game and the audiobook. And she actually shared something on Jedi Council that I thought was really cool. She said that Aiden is part of the military, but that she's also an artist. Yeah. So she has a lot of compassion, mm-hmm. but that the Empire trains it out of you. Mm-hmm. That was really fascinating. And you actually had the author, Christy Golden, on the show as well. Correct. And you're an Imperial sympathizer. So, Ken, <laughs> what have you finished the book? Have you read uh, the book? I am only 40 pages in. I, I, unfortunately, Comic-Con kind of kept me in moving, I'm moving, as you guys know, into a new apartment. So sitting down for a nice book by a fireside has not, uh, not been in my cards. But I've, um, I'm uh, maybe 50 pages in and love it. Yeah. It's, it's great. Mm-hmm. You know, and 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 it's easy to say. Well, this is a video game tie-in. It's it's not. It's a great story. And yeah, the the Iden character is an interesting character because already forty pages in, it, her mother was an artist for all that did all the imperial or a lot of the imperial recruitment posters. Oh, nice. and her father's an admiral, uh, Garrick Garrick uh, Versio, I believe, um, and raised her in a very militaristic home, and. We've seen a little bit with Lost Stars where the Death Star blows up and people are like, my friends are on there. And I think that's great and needed perspective in Star Wars. But there's some a different tone to it. There's, they're talking about Alderaan um, where uh, the, the character Aiden Versio is like drinking some Alderanian wine post the destruction of Alderaan. And is like, I wish those people didn't make us blow up Alderaan because, you know, their wine's great. And I'm sure is great. Yeah. yeah <laughs> I wish there were some innocent people down there and everything. And it was like, oh, this is a even a more different perspective on the Empire. So I'm already intrigued. Ooh, um, and uh, Janine is so so good. And so uh, is so this character that I, I, I could see them figuring out a way to do something more <gasps> with this character. I don't know that at all. But um mm. That'd be interesting. Yeah. I mean, they're certainly investing a lot in this character, this perspective, this storyline to do the book, to do the video game, and yeah, maybe moving towards doing little isolated animated things like Warner Brothers does for the DC properties is Mm. not out of the question. Um, Mm. Yeah. Yeah. I have not got a chance to dig in, but I did want to take just a a second. Uh, I finally finished Guardians of the Wills. Oh. And I started Rebel Rising. Yeah, Uh, I was going to ask you, because people are saying that you have to finish, or you should read Rebel Rising before Inferno Squad. Yes. Yeah. 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 So, uh, just quick mini reports. Guardians of the Will, yep. I think, is is really fun, and it's just you get to spend a lot of character time with mm-hmm. uh, with uh, you know the Guardians of the Wills. Mm-hmm. Um, but it's all after the Empire has already come there, so it's not a lot of backstory on how the Guardians or the Disciples of the Wills, who are like actually are writing down everything. Okay. And then the, the Guardians, Bays and Chirrut are you know the defenders. So you don't get mm-hmm. a lot of. Uh, uh, Insights into what it was, Jedi was true. They talk a little bit about what Jedi was like, but you don't really get them. Uh, it's really well written character stuff, uh, but it's it's it's. I don't I don't want to criticize it. It's only yeah. okay because I was hoping for more sure. more kernels of stuff. But it's really great character stuff. So if you like, if you love Chirrut and Bays, they've got. It's a sad book, obviously, because of what's yeah, yeah. happening, but they've got some great comedy duo hmm. moments, and there's some cool like, oh, that's how this works. They, yeah. You know, Chirrut has an echo locator box that helps him get around. And this is so Hmm. a lot of cool stuff like that. But Rebel Rising. Yeah. Everyone should read Rebel Rising. Okay. Wow. People should treat Rebel Rising like it is a part of the trilogy of Catalyst and the Rogue One novelization. Because I wasn't sure going into it because I thought it it might be a little bit more just like, oh, here's some here's some crappy stuff that happens to Jen. Yeah. Without spoiling anything. Takes off from the second saw gets her 
out of oh, the wow. cavern in Rogue One, and it's incredibly well written. And I don't want to give any spoilers. I'm about halfway through the book, but it really starts to get into not only uh, the actual tactics that Saw does, but his perspective, and right. does a really good. Uh, job of fleshing out why Mon Moth would be like, yeah, we're not working with you, dude. Ooh. Right, right. Yeah, so right. I, I maybe we'll do a more thorough review once uh, yeah. once we get a all get a chance to read, read Rebel Rising. Yeah, I want to read that. Beth uh, Beth Revis. Beth yeah, Revis. Yeah. All right. Yeah. So all right. Rebel Rising. I highly recommend. Just I'm looking at it now. Absolute page turner and totally feels like you're right back in the pocket of the story that was being told in Catalyst. Mm. Okay. My, my finger is hovering over the add to cart button. <laughs> Excellent. Yes. Well, put it on a wish list and order that tomorrow. Yeah. Okay. So there's actually, there's a ton of Star Wars books and, and comics coming our way. Uh, some of the titles include a Thrawn comic ad- ad- adaption, adaptation. Oh my goodness. I'm, I'm sorry, guys. I'm <laughs> You're good. It's okay. You're good. I'm tired. Uh, and a five-issue comic miniseries starring Mace Windu, which we all knew about. Uh, but the real haul will be all of the books leading up to The Last Jedi. Yeah. So there we have Claudia Gray's Leia, Princess of Alderaan novel, a novel mm-hmm. about the Canto Bite Casino. Oh, scrimption out there. Oh yeah. my gosh, yes. And a book that also has the, uh, the Last Jedi concept art, which looks incredibly beautiful. Mm-hmm. And my personal favorite, a kid's <laughs> book titled Chewie and the Porgs. Chewie and the Porgs. <laughs> Chewie and the Porgs. Chewie yeah. and the Porgs. <gasps> so great. Everybody was joking about, what does Chewie do while he's just sitting there? Like, well, here is a book to answer your joke. <laughs> <laughs> oh my gosh, they that looks it looks so adorable. Yeah, I mean, oh my goodness. Um, so those are just a few of the titles that I named. But yeah. I, I guess my question is: so this is you know part of the journey to the Last Jedi. Is it too much? I mean, there's sticker books and activity books and things like the that. Art of coloring. I'm looking at that. <laughs> yeah. Right, yeah. right. So there's a lot. There's a ton, but yeah, I mean, once you start to to separate it all out, there aren't that many narrative mm-hmm. books that are like tell a new story. A lot of them are retellings or reperspectives, you know. Right. Um, but no, I'm th- these look like they're so on point. Like they learned so much from the journey to the Force Awakens, and are uh, you know applying everything that's been great about the canon novels. Right. Uh, it looks like they have a Cobalt Squadron. Yeah. Oh yes. Which is right. Rose's squadron, mm-hmm. which looks like it'll be like right. Yeah, uh, yeah. Her sister's. Her sister, yeah. yeah. Well, yeah. I think she's, part, she's, Rose is on the cover. Rose is on right, the cover. Right. But her sister, sister, who we all believe will die. <laughs> yeah, right, exactly. <laughs> so this is a, mm-hmm. that'll be a fun adventure. Uh, and like one about the stormtroopers, yeah. the background on stormtroopers. Oh, storm yeah, trooper. oh, yeah. Behind yeah. the helmet. Behind right. the helmet. Those both, both look like the Behind young. the armor. Be- I didn't, I can't read words. Stormtroopers <laughs> beyond the armor. Beyond the armor. <laughs> beyond the armor. Beyond the armor. That's kind of weird. Beyond? Not yeah. behind? Behind? Yeah. Ins- it should be Underneath? inside the armor. Inside the armor <laughs> All studio. up in yeah. the armor. <laughs> Tell me, what's your favorite story. curse word? <laughs> uh, but these totally look in line with like the, the young readers, like the, the Weapon of the Jedi and Smuggler's Run and Moving mm. Target yeah. and uh, uh, Before the Awakening. And those are all really well written, so I'm excited about those. But the the Luke and Leia ones are the ones that are just so on point to me. That's yeah. what I want to talk because that to me was what's really interesting is that basically you know since the Last Jedi picks up right after the Force Awakens they don't have as much you know catch up that they need to do. Yeah. But these two books, so obviously uh, Claudia Gray's novel about Leia during her teenage years will show how she became uh, an agent for the Rebellion, and then Ken Liu's The Legends of Luke Skywalker, which presents mm-hmm. all the rumors in the galaxy about Luke as stories. So 
was almost like the Canterbury Tales with mm. six different narrators telling their Luke story to the group while they're on a cargo ship traveling to the Cantobite Casino. Oh, isn't nice. that neat? That casino yeah. keeps coming up. I know. I, it, it, you're right, Jennifer. It's absolutely neat. That's that's a great way to go. Because right? I was wondering, we 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 knew this book for a while, but I was wondering what it's going to be. Just like here's some stories, and that's that's a great way to frame that uh, the pr- presentation of that book. Yeah, yeah. I mean the yeah. Leia one. I'm super excited about because yeah. it's new information. How it is? Mm. How much was she encouraged by her adoptive parents to do this? How much did she force her way into it and said, "I'm if you're doing it, I'm doing it." Uh, and it's written by Claudia Gray, so right. that's right. amazing. But this Luke thing might be one of the coolest Star Wars things. Yeah. Ever like they just barely touched the surface of this idea at the end of the aftermath oh. trilogy, which you tune out for literally thirty seconds if you don't want to hear this. Yeah. Um, but Wendig wrote whether or not Luke was at was present at the birth of Kylo of Ben. Right. They, some people say he returned. Some people say he was not there. Right. So they already touched on that, and I love that one dumb sentence in this whole book. Is Ooh. that dumb sentence of? Yeah. Let's tell the stories from a perspective of myth, which absolutely enriches the galaxy mm-hmm. and also preserves continuity so they're not backing themselves into a corner right. when, you know, five years from now they do decide to do the, you know, Luke cartoon. Yeah. They don't have to be like, ah, oh, crap, he's got to go back to <laughs> the planet <laughs> where Ben's go. born. And then right. all that we, we put in this one book right before The Last Jedi that he fought a rancor on, you know. Dantooine. Yeah. Dantooine. So he's got to be there. Yeah. So it does double work on the real, like the real practical and the real mythic. Mm-hmm. Yeah. Love exactly. It. Love it. Love what I talk often about how I love that, you know, we have these superstars in the galaxy, but there's the, the, the little folk or, you know, hear stories or aren't there. Yeah. It, it feeds into the, you know, Ray, uh, you know, I thought he was a myth. Yeah. I love it. I look forward to that. Me too. And, and the art of the Star Wars books are spectacular. I, I have every one, so. Definitely going to add that to my collection and the coloring book. <laughs> <laughs> and Chewy in the Porch. And I might frag, <laughs> frame Chewy in the Porch. Yes. Yes. So that is the news. Holy moly. That's guys. all. That's a lot. A lot, a lot going a on. Lot. But, but good stuff as good we stuff. round the corner and the bend, kind of. We see the corner of Last <laughs> Jedi. It's uh, not too far out. No. no. We can really stop getting to think about so it. close. Uh, yeah. And Absolutely. And we saw a little more Last Jedi. We did. At San Diego Comic-Con. San Diego Comic-Con. They were out on display. Now, Lucasfilm didn't have a proper panel. They were at D23 with the behind-the-scenes video, the one that launched Porg Mania, which is <laughs> totally acceptable. I am on Porg. On Porg. I'm on, <laughs> on Porg. Porg. On Porg. Yes. I am on Porg. That, that, that is, I mean, it's about time Star Wars, all due respect to the Ewoks, had something that cute. Yeah. Right? Yeah. Absolutely. It's time. Yeah. yeah, but we, we all three were there, as we said, up top over there at San Diego Comic-Con. We wanted to take a quick look back at some of the stuff we saw. Um, you know, Comic-Cons and any uh, convention of any kind of nerd kind is ripe with some great cosplay. Did uh, you guys have a... Uh, you guys were on the floor different times. We never were on the floor at the same time. Mm-hmm. But there anything that stood out? Oh, yeah. Cosplay-wise, Joseph? Yeah, absolutely. One of the first characters that I saw was somebody uh, cosplaying an Imperial Dignitary. Oh. 
and uh, Love it. he was walking alone, his weird purple robes and his, his big uh, weird hat. Uh, and I stopped him and said, uh, please, sir, may I take a picture? <laughs> and he seemed a little surprised, and, but he posed. And then he's like, can I take a picture with you? <laughs> like, okay. Uh, so I took several, several photos. Because, you know, that's the magic of these yeah. kind of conventions when you see the m- more obscure characters. Yes. Mm-hmm. Uh, and then he walked away, and I realized I had failed to ask him which Imperial, which Imperial? if he was a specific one or if he had made one up. <laughs> uh, and I later realized, I still didn't get a chance to talk to him, but I later realized that he was working at a booth uh, upstairs, okay. not on the floor, for the Rebel Legion, uh, mm. which is a group that it looks like from all their uh, brochures and everything, that they encourage you, they'll give you advice on cosplay and making sure that your costumes are up to standard, and then they'll invite you to join the club, because you know, they don't this want is... a terrible cosplayer like me coming in with like a yeah. box that says Obi-Wan on it. <laughs> they want people to be dressed. And these brochures these, are a thing of great beauty. They are. Describe what you have there. These, uh, are, so these are gold. This is my... So they're all folded into like little trifolds, so they very much look like something you'd pick up at the doctor's office. Right. If you're wondering about the changes happening to your body. <laughs> and it says, so you want to be, and then ellipsis, and then it has the character. So the one I immediately saw was, so you want to be... An Ewok. Oh, yeah. And there's a picture of a character, uh, <laughs> a little Ewok, all dressed up, and you go inside, and it gives you advice on how to properly dress up as an Ewok. I picked up one, so you want to be a senator, because that's a picture of somebody cosplaying Padme with a blaster out. Right. <laughs> so you want to be a senator and kill some people. Uh, and there's so many I could go on and on, but the, the last one that I really wanted to highlight is, because I think it's very true of Ken and I, so you want to be Old Ben. <laughs> it is a picture yes. of a gentleman with a nice gray beard, old and lightsaber, all dressed as Old Ben. And uh, I think uh, we will grow to be Old yeah. Ben's, and then we'll know exactly how to do it, because I got this brochure. I'm already there. <laughs> let me take a big, I, I, I saw you tweet it. these yeah. out, and let me just take this Old Ben one. And I thought, I thought it was um, complete joke. I thought, because I think I took, I saw your Ewok one. Yeah, I, I thought it Ewok. was so you're an Ewok or something like that. But <laughs> yeah. it's, it's actually designed to be a helpful a helpful cosplay guide. guide. Yeah. It's really helpful. I mean, I, I've gotten a lot of questions about, you know, how do you make this? How do you make that? And I, I, sometimes I don't have time to answer everyone. This is really handy. You know, nose made of Sculpey. Right. Or similar material. Uh, Ewok padding. This is great. I love it. Oh, Thank yeah. you. Thank you, Joseph. I, I want to be an Ewok. And you could go to, go to rebellegion.com where we're giving them some free press here because they put a lot of work into these brochures. Yeah, awesome. I like them. Uh, I love this on the old Ben one. Um, co- uh, costumer should have a beard. Costumer's <laughs> hair should be styled as seen in the movie. Wigs and prosthetics are allowed. Oh, nice. But they have rules much like, uh, you know, the, the 501st. They got their mm-hmm. own rules, and you must meet their standards. So good work to them. Yeah, yeah. this is great. I like yeah. it. They want me showing up in a bathrobe going, I'm old Ben. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. Who makes up the Rebel Legion? Why not you? Oh, nice. They have many categories. Nice yeah. and inclusive, yeah. And yeah. their website is rebellegion.com. So, uh, yeah, go go check them out. Yeah, they're a great, yeah. they're a great costuming group. Yeah, I love it. I yeah, love it. They're love super it. friendly yeah. up there, too. And Jennifer, uh, oh, are they good? Yeah, well, they and, and good. Look, you know, the, the 501st is, is good, uh, but the, the, there's a big galaxy. Yeah. Rebel Legion belongs well. Jennifer, you've done your fair share of cosplay, or at least some yeah. great designs and, and stuff like that. I have not. Joseph, have you? No. Yeah. <laughs> I so, put together crappy costumes for sketch comedy. <laughs> <laughs> my best costume is as Arthur Dent from Hitchhikers, because it's my own bathrobe. Exactly. <laughs> all I need. I've done that a few times. I grab a towel in my bathrobe, and I'm good to go. Uh, you are our official cosplay director here uh, okay. at Force Center, Jennifer. Sure. Uh, what do you think Joseph and I should dress as, and what would you dress as if you had a, a free reign? 
at the oh. Slash San Diego Comic Con. Oh, this is a this is tough, yeah. you guys. Oh, I don't. This know. This is why you have the job. <laughs> I don't it's tougher know. for us. I mean, I would think keeping it keeping it simple. Mm. You know, so like uh, we could do something from Jedi. You know, the ponchos. Mm. Oh yeah. I saw these oh, these yeah. two guys once who were uh, they were rebels with their speeder bikes. But that that's a little bit too elaborate for sure, us. Sure, sure. Um, so I mean, look, we got the brochure for how to be an Ewok. <laughs> <laughs> so you can just dress we got up. the guide right here, guys. <laughs> what are we waiting for? All Ewoks. Yeah. What uh, are we waiting for? San Diego Comic Con. <laughs> we would oh, die. Man. Jennifer, did you see any specific cosplay that uh, lit up your mind? Amazing cosplay. And in such a short amount of time, the first people I saw were the General Leia and Han Solo cosplayers. I, you both saw them I independent did. of each other, oh, yes. right? Yeah, yeah. Entirely separately. Took my breath away. I literally, I, I was speechless, and I, I wanted to ask them questions after the fact, but I was just yeah. in such awe. They did such a great job. Yeah. Did you talk with them, Joseph? <clears throat> no, I just asked them to pose because they were clearly on their way somewhere. And they're like, sure. Mm. And then they killed it. Like, some people are yeah. really, really good at, at mm. evoking uh, the character. And they right. did it yeah, amazingly. Yeah. Amazingly. Mm. And then the pictures. I saw a Kylo Ren who was walking through downtown San Diego, and nobody knew who he was. It was oh, just no. So, it was so sad. They're like, Darth, Darth, Darth over here. <laughs> <laughs> and then someone's like, oh, look, that's, that's Kilo. Kilo. <laughs> 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 the, poor guy, the poor guy felt so bad for him. When people were yelling Darth, he just kind of like looked in and just yes. turned away. Kind of appropriate. Uh, I saw yeah. a glitter wren is uh, my wife Sarah. It's going glitter to it's, yeah, just had a very glittery mask. Yeah, oh, and I love that. She, uh, we saw a couple of women dress as Kylo Ren, which I yeah. thought was really oh. interesting yeah. uh, to connect with that that's character. That's great. Yeah, absolutely. Uh, I can I saw a lot of great stuff of those, dude. Nothing stood out. I think I, I see more of other people's pictures. Like for, <laughs> if like, I'll miss the toys, so I'll go to Mike Black's Instagram feed and be like, oh, that toy was there. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. Same with you guys. I saw the old Han and Leia from you guys. No, I didn't see any person there. But um, yeah, and as far as what I would choose to dress up as, I, I, I can't even begin to fathom it. That's why I'm in such awe of the cosplayers or, or, or some of the stuff I've seen you do, Jennifer, where it's like, I just put on, like I said, put on a bathrobe. I'd be a, a generic Jedi. Yeah. That's all I could think <laughs> of. If I could have have my way, I'd be maybe an Emperor's Royal Guard. Ooh. Ooh yeah. That's yeah. elaborate. Yeah. yeah. I would want to maybe try Obi-Wan, like Revenge of the Sith Obi-Wan. Sure. Ooh. Yeah. That would, or I did see a Krennic. I forgot. I did see an yeah, Orson Krennic, and I, I think I could do an okay Krennic. Yeah. Because, mm. you know. Yeah, you could do a Krennic. You get to be a little grumpy. <laughs> that would fit well. That would fit Grumpy well. in a cape. I'd be happy. <laughs> yeah. Star Wars is always uh, very much present in the cosplay world, but it was also largely present on the floor. Again, no proper panel. D23 the weekend before kind of stole that thunder. Disney didn't want to bring Star Wars out here, but they definitely definitely were on the floor mm-hmm. it seemed like more than anything else i was seeing other than the big studio sponsored booths and stuff that are more about experiences and advertisements for shows and movies star wars was all around was there enough for you joseph enough to yeah. whet your appetite absolutely uh, because there's always the big hasbro presence in the yeah. hasbro presence i think had more interesting figures than before it had the forces of destiny great figures mm-hmm. um but it just it, it, and that they had that exclusive master uh, Jedi yes. and Rey in her new training costume. Right. So you're able to actually see some things. Uh, the second time I walked by the Hasbro booth, I got really excited because I looked closely at the Luke and it seems like his hands are molded to hold something. So I was like, maybe <laughs> that's more support that he will. And both of them are molded to hold something. So maybe he'll have 
Two lightsabers? Oh. Obviously, there's there's stuff out there. I know, I know, yeah. I know. But oh, yeah, uh, don't right. at me. I know, I know that the the mystery of Luke's hands might already be answered. But yeah. Um, yeah. but that made me excited. So I really like the action figure uh, floor. But yeah. they had that main space that uh, had the Last Jedi photos that you could take, right. uh, the promotional photos. Um, they had right up there. There were the books. There was uh, some yep. friends of mine from Fantasy Flight Games. Yep. Uh, they had merch, so I felt like it was really representing the experience of Star yep. Wars. But the huge thing to me is that they were playing the movie up there. Oh yeah. yeah. They were playing the clips of movies, and that was probably one of my favorite moments on the floor of San Diego Comic Con ever, mm. where I stopped and watched it, and a bunch of people stopped and watched it, and it was a scene of uh, Ray getting the lightsaber mm. uh, in Force Awakens. And, uh, you know, I turned around and I just saw people's faces, mm-hmm. like, totally engaged yeah. with, like, the story, with mm. the reason we're at this massive convention. Right. To actually, like, the merch is great, the photos are great, the cosplay is great, but just to see people actually engaging with the story right. on the floor was right. really cool. And you, and you, of course, yelled, she knows she's a Mary Sue, right? <laughs> and walked <Yeah>. off. <laughs> actually, a, 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 it was funny because a woman walked by and said, ah. Oh, Worst Star Wars film ever. And then I turned around, and there was another woman who just shook her head like that person was nuts, and then just stared up at the screen with love in her eyes. And like, that's our community. Everybody's wow. got their opinions. Yeah, yep, that's, that's it. For that's sure. it. Jennifer, for you, you spent a lot of time with the Forces of Destiny stuff, at least on your video, your vlog. I did. I got up and close and personal with the stuff, yeah. Looking at all the action figures over there, they had this really cool dior- dioramas that were set up. Did you oh, see yeah. that? Where it was like uh, Leia talking with Tarkin, and then there were stormtroopers. It was really. I'm not quite sure what that was all about. I think they were really pushing the Black Series. There was like a huge Mm -hmm. display of all the Black Series. I think it was the Black Series figures, just sort of like very imaginatively arranged. There's like, yeah, Mm. there's the one that cracked me up. It was Han jumping through the door on the Death Star as it closed. So they had. (laughs) He's like, look at how you can pose him. So he's jumping midair and his legs going out, kitty wampus. That Harrison run. Yeah. Oh, I see. Right, right, yeah. right. Yeah, but it, it was interesting because I thought, oh, they're not going to have much of a presence this year. They don't right. have any panels, whatever. Or, well, not large panels in Hall H, I should say. Um, but, yeah, it felt like a lot with the yeah. Hasbro stuff and then the Lucasfilm Star Wars Pavilion and all the merch around there. It was a lot. Yeah. It was good. It, it was absolutely, absolutely a lot. And we, uh, Joseph, uh, thanks to our friend Shaler, Shaler Darren Lou. We talked about this. Yeah. We talked about pronouncing his name yes, right. Yes, let's see if uh, I'm going to take a run at yep. Dran Lowe. Dran Lowe. That's it. Yes. That's I remember him saying that now. But I could have screwed it up in yet another no. way. And oh. the reason that we're bringing up his name is to thank him. So yes. then we'll really have to apologize if he <laughs> screwed he, it up again. But the he, 14th time is the charm. He was able to obtain uh, the exclusive Ray and Luke. Yeah. Uh, so um, cool. Black Series figures for us. Uh, he, the Empire compensated him for his efforts. <laughs> um, but uh, to be clear, but yeah, it was great because we... We were, did not have an opportunity. So he no. tweeted you. Mm. He tweeted me. And well, was like, us too. I think I was busy. I was on air and I think I favorited it. Yeah. <laughs> it <was laughs> That's all I yes. can do. Yeah. <laughs> yes. And I answered immediately. Uh, yes, please. Yeah. Because, you know, if you haven't been to Comic-Con, you got to wait in the line to yeah. be able to wait in the line. And if you don't have the timing right, and uh, Shaler appears to be a Jedi Master yes. at the lines for exclusives at Comic-Con. So we appreciate Impressive. that. We appreciate that. Uh, there was one new character revealed. Not yeah. a lot of news coming out that mm-hmm. was official and uh, from The Last Jedi, but this was, uh, we got Poe's wingman. Mm-hmm. Uh, his name is... Well, he's a wingman of Poe. <laughs> is sadly Poe Wingman would have been a great Star Wars name. Sai Thrinali? Yeah, the apostrophes are back. Yeah, Joris Kabuth. 
<laughs> exactly. If you're I a fan of the expanded know. universe, apostrophes are back, baby. <laughs> like acai? Acai bowl. Acai, exactly. That's how I'm <laughs> saying it. <laughs> That's right, right acai, there with you. Acai? Acai? Thranali? Acai? Thranali. I like that. Thranali? This might be why we can't say human names, Joseph. Yes. We're, we're too busy <laughs> we trying to learn these things. Things. There you go. And to make it worse, he it comes from this species that is also the most unpronounceable. Yeah. Um, yeah. Abednetto? Ab- yeah, Abednetto. Abednetto. Same as Eloasti. Yes. Yes. And I posted a picture of him, and friends responded, Eloasti lived how? Right. Yeah. <laughs> like, he didn't. No. Nope. It's just... <laughs> Nope. It's just another Abednetto. Yeah. yeah. Uh, and, and isn't it, uh, is Lulo the same race of aliens? The one from the Poe comic that passed away? I don't know. Uh, I don't know. I don't know. I think uh, so. I don't know. There's an mm. Abednetto on Spoiler Jakku. alert, there's a Poe comic. <laughs> <laughs> uh, oh. There's a few of them. Yeah. yeah. And then there's a nice, uh, a nice uh, statue of Nine Numb as well. Yeah, there yeah. was. Uh-huh. But, but Cy Thranali was the reveal. Which, yeah. I mean, was it really a reveal, you guys? <laughs> I mean, I'm sorry. It wasn't necessarily, but that begs the big question is, do we always need big reveals, big panels, big fun things? Where There was a, a little bit of disappointment coming out of D23 that we didn't get anything, but we got an amazing behind-the-scenes video. Yeah. Are we as fans, do we expect too much? Do we need that much? What do we deserve? How do you feel about this, Joseph, coming out of San Diego? 2017. You know, I don't want them to drum up news if there isn't news. Yeah. And I, I'm glad they didn't have a panel that was like, Han Solo is okay. <laughs> <laughs> like, just let it happen. Let it roll. Right, like, right. If there's not news, I don't need a big panel. And uh, this year, you know, with the, the Lucasfilm Pavilion is what it's actually called? Yeah. I think maybe now it's called Star Wars Pavilion. Star Wars Pavilion. Mm-hmm. Okay, well, I keep calling it Star Wars area, and that just sounds <laughs> yeah. like I have an SD. I called it a good uh, shortcut through some of the crowds. Oh, yeah. <laughs> not that it wasn't packed, but you yeah. could get through kind of quick. still, you yeah. could get through. Yeah, yeah but, the, you know, I've been looking at that Hasbro booth for like six years now, and that was the best mm-hmm. the Hasbro booth has ever been, yeah. mm-hmm. playing those videos. I don't know, there was a sense of community. There are a lot... Out of all the cosplay I saw mm-hmm. over the weekend, I saw so much Star Wars cosplay. Yeah. And to me, there was just a great sense of community, and I do think that we need to stay attached to... Uh, we're not just coming to conventions for news. We're not just coming yeah. for scoops. We should be coming, I think... For community, and I really felt it this year. So I was yeah. thrilled with the Star Wars presence at I, San Diego Comic Con. I was too. Not that I wouldn't have attended a big panel, had fun uh, if that happened. But as someone who this year, more than any years past, my job this year was to cover that news. Yeah. And I got woken up one morning. It's like you got to come down to the suite. We got a Justice League poster. And I was like, I don't give a damn. <laughs> I don't care yeah. about this poster. If you watch that video, I'm pretty grumpy at it because I'm like, I was having breakfast at Claim Jumpers, Ooh, and now I'm yum. here talking about a poster. So yeah. I think there's this, and that's what studios started to look at these conventions, especially San Diego. And I think we're seeing studios starting to realize, well, do we need to be there as much? Yeah. Marvel mm. won the day, so to speak. They had a great re- reveal. DC was good. But Fox, Fox was like, cool, it's Kingsman 2. Enjoy. <laughs> <laughs> that was it. Go for it. Yeah, and um, I'm okay with it. So I'm okay. I don't think, um, I think Lucasfilm would have had more to say at D23 if not for the Han Solo drama. Mm-hmm. I think absolutely believe that. 
and and I think maybe some other information they might have that they're ready to announce, but they're like, mm, we're, we're we're good, yeah, we're good. And I liked that restraint, Jennifer. I liked that we could just celebrate and enjoy something we already know we're gonna love. I agree with you. I think my only gripe was that last year with the with the Force Awakens, their dis, their costume display. The it Rogue was really. One? Oh, yeah. sorry. I'm yeah, sorry. Oh my gosh, yeah. Rogue One was that. It was like the costumes were really beautiful to see. Mm-hmm. Like you remember mm-hmm. Krennic's cape, kind of billowing in the yeah. air conditioning wind, and then you had you know uh, um, Cassian Andor. We saw Adrio Two Tubes for the yep. first time, which is a really elaborate, cool looking character. So I get it. They don't want to reveal anything too new. Why not show the Cantobite Casino costumes? Mm. You. Know, some oh, of those characters. Yeah. If you're going to celebrate that, I would love to see the more elaborate costumes up close mm-hmm. and make it more about the celebration of that art as opposed to necessarily a reveal of yeah, something. Yeah, I see that. I like you know? that. Yeah, and the, the, as it turned out, the Rogue One costumes had their initial databank entries. Oh, yeah, right. Right. So that was the first right. time that you were able to clarify that Saw Gerrera, uh, not Saw Gerrera, uh, but Jared Emway, was mm. not a Jedi. Right. It's right. like he's not force sensitive, but he believes in the force. And that's the, that gave more detail about Krennic being obsessed with completing the Death Star. Mm-hmm. Uh, right. So, yeah, it's a nice way to just kind of see in person, to get news in person. Yeah. So, I agree that I would like to see more of that, but I don't need like the huge Hall H reveal. Exactly. Right. If it happens, great. Right. Right. Right, I, I I agree, I agree. But San Diego Comic Con was, uh, as I always say, two parts fun, one part horrible. But if you have <laughs> never gone, I and you are buried in this deep culture, make make that effort. I think it's worth worth it. Unlike any other convention, I have fun at New York Comic Con. Star Wars Celebration is great. Yeah, go to that too as well. But San Diego, it is something different. It is the granddad of them all. Uh, Joseph, we got some wonderful fan questions as we do each week. Some from Patreon, some from not, some from the recesses of our fans minds that's right so we'll dive right into some fan minds uh cody Koenig, uh cody koenig uh uh from or koenig i tried it three ways i'm so sorry cody <laughs> i think uh, koenig. koenig is the one cody koenig yeah, yeah there we go and that's a great superhero name uh on facebook uh, cody asks do you, any of you have any experiences with any star wars tabletop games edge of the empire or its partner games i would love to hear some game stories or if you haven't what are your thoughts on them would you consider playing one maybe on a future episode so i will just answer that uh that yes time is our enemy but i really want to get some of the fantasy flight games yeah. uh, that people are really loving and i there'd be so such a fun uh, sunday afternoon for us to play a game Mm-hmm. and record a little thing about it. So that is something that we would love to do, time permitting. Yeah. Uh, but I don't think any of us have played any of the modern games. Mm-hmm. I'm not. I've, I've, I've rolled some 20s in my day, played some D&D. <laughs> I've, uh, there's a game I always end up playing called Mansions of Madness with my friend Matt oh, Key yeah, and, yeah. and our friends there. A lot of fun. I just never have had the chance to play any of these Star Wars games. Jennifer, you? No, yeah. me neither. I think also people realize I'm a, I'm a terrible loser. Oh. I've been known to throw a Monopoly board when I was not winning. So wow. <laughs> really? maybe that's that has something to do with why no one has played these games with Might me. Might be. That is good to know that you will rip our arms out of our sockets. Sorry, yeah. guys. Yeah. Sorry, it'll wow. make for an exciting episode. Give yeah. into your anger. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. I've, I mean, I've been a board game guy over the years. Yeah. Like I said, you know, back when I, I lived in Minnesota, I hung out with all my Fantasy Flight uh, in people who worked there and mm-hmm. 
play board games with them all the time, but I, you know, the only thing I've really played in like the last decade is Star Wars Monopoly. <laughs> I was going to say, I, ha- I yeah. and now that I, I moved and, and I, I had to pull Monopoly off the shelf. I haven't yeah. seen Star Wars Monopoly in years. It was high in my apartment. It's high in your apartment? High, yeah. uh, high in a, a closet I didn't go to often. And yeah, I got it's that fun. too. Yeah, it's it was. just like normal Monopoly. Yeah. So. Really? Let's <laughs> so, play. All right, yeah, okay, well, Jennifer <laughs> can throw know. the ball. That's where the dark side comes uh, from. All right, you get to be Vader yeah, for yeah. sure. Great yeah. question. Uh, yeah. Uh, next question, uh, also from Facebook, comes from Chase McLean. Also, another great secret identity for a superhero. Chase McLean asks, Star Wars oh, wow, Databank yeah. says, Kanji Club has origins as renegade slaves to the huts. Do you think exploring that storyline would go over better in a gangster-style TV series, maybe even standalone movie, or in written form novel comic book? That's mm. so cool. Uh, what do you guys think on that one? Yes, yes, yes. I love it all. I've talked about wanting this, you know, crime lord, the the underbelly of the society. Yeah. Let's see it in a in a TV series. And if some huts make some cameos, great. Yeah. Do you like the idea of the kanji club as maybe like the protagonist if they're yeah. escaping the clutches of the huts? Yeah, that's. I think that's. I never really thought of, about them as kind of being front and center, but that that would be interesting. They also had a, a fun kind of fun dynamic on screen mm, together. Yeah. So I'd love to know more about them. I mean, the character of Tasa Leach is interesting, but you have a language barrier where, oh, where yeah, right. I think they did put that inside. I, I, I think what. I, I wouldn't want them as the leads, okay. but what Jennifer's saying to like this, it, a layer on a gangster cake yeah. is on uh, something that I, I could definitely be yeah. interested in hearing or yeah. reading about. I'd like to see Tasu Leach and his hut splitter. It's yeah. One of the, yeah mm. His blaster yeah. is called a hut splitter, which now makes a lot uh, of right. sense. It's yeah. a Kanji Club or a Renegade Slaves. Yeah. I, I think it would work great in the comic, is a comic book or a novel, but I, it's, that's such a juicy idea. I would love to see it as mm-hmm. the next animated series or a Netflix show. Oh, yeah. mm-hmm. Great question, Chase. Uh, we move on to our two questions from our patrons on Patreon. Martin Grinter asks Are there any questions that need to be answered in The Last Jedi? It's a great question because there's so many hanging mysteries. Ooh. We mm. do have one more film left. So, what <laughs> yeah. do we want of the questions that are encouraged by The Force Awakens or the things that we fans have just decided to go nuts about. Mm. What do, Jennifer, what do you want answered? I mean, let's just put to rest, you know, who is Snoke? Who are Ray's parents? Let's just find it out. Let's okay. just find it out because I'm tired of the theories. <laughs> Jennifer will flip a Monopoly table. Yeah. <laughs> yeah, that's my thing. Okay. I, I Yeah, I agree with that there. I think, though, unfortunately for you, those can maybe wait. Maybe. Yeah, maybe. I know. I think the one that I feel needs to be answered for me is why... What happened with Luke a little bit? We're not going to get the full story. That's going to probably come out in other media, I think, if mm-hmm. not finishing nine. But I think I want to know. I don't want this whole movie to go by, and I'm like, but I still don't know why he left or what happened with him and Kylo. Yeah. I want more of this, what I believe is a flashback or a vision to what happened to that temple, those flames, and first with his hand over R2 and Force Awakens, and now what we think we might be seeing in some of the trailer stuff. I, for me, need more on Luke. Yeah, absolutely. I, I for sure want Luke's goal. Why did he specifically mm-hmm. come to Octo? Yeah. And how do we pronounce it? Is it Octo or Octu? We'll discover. <laughs> that's one of the mysteries. We will, is, uh, it we'll, <laughs> or is it Purg? Is it Purg? Yeah. And then I do, I agree with you, Jennifer. I just do stay up, straight up want to know Ray's parentage. Yeah. Mm. I'm fine if there's an additional mystery, but I yeah. don't want it to be left hanging. Yeah. Uh, yeah. And I don't, I don't 
I don't, I don't think there's a mystery of, of who Snoke is. He's a mean guy from far away. Yeah. <laughs> <laughs> End of story. Yeah. That is my grumpy comment for this episode. <laughs> Trying to allow myself one per episode. Final question is from a, a patron, a, a, often a, talks to us on Twitter, which is great, Ventress87. And Ventress asks, what part of Legends in the former extended universe would you like to see brought back into canon? What do you hope stays out? Ken? Yeah, I, I we get this question a lot, and it's a great question, Ventress, because it's it one it makes you think. Um, I don't know because I, I I stopped going into the EU after a while because it got overall all due respect. You can at me all you want, I'll take it. A lot of it just was over the top and a little crazy, and not my favorite thing. So, um, character wise, someone like you know Talon Card, if we bring back Thrawn. And maybe more Jade in some form. But Talon Card was an interesting smuggler type of character. But as far as what I'd like to see brought back in, just uh, let's let's go into the Old Republic. Let's go into the Bane stuff. Bane we know is there. Bane we know is canon in, after his appearance in the Clone Wars. Let's get that story out there. Yeah. 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 Jennifer? I, I agree. I agree. Knights of the Old Republic. That mm-hmm. would be interesting. And I think a lot of fans have been wanting that for a long time. Mm-hmm. Uh, but yeah, I, it's interesting. They brought back Thrawn, so I was happy with that. Mara Jade obviously would not work. So uh, it's kind of, yeah. yeah, I don't know. Yeah. Yeah, I think the only other things that I'd be interested in is definitely the the old Sith. I really like the the Plagueis yeah. novel, and I think yeah. they, they have alluded to so many pieces of it being canon, just getting most of that back into canon. Yeah, no, I would absolutely watch Young Palpatine as a TV yep. show. Yep. <laughs> uh, and then Jude Law, as. Jude Law, as. <laughs> Young, Young Palpatine, <laughs> middle aged Palpatine. Um, and then I've gone and on about the Han Solo trilogy of books, which I think they're actually going to pull a lot from yes. in the Young Han Solo movie. Yeah. So I think some of that will become canon. And I agree with Ken. The things I do not want back are anything that takes away from the mysticism of Star Wars. Things that are too sci-fi. Yeah. I don't want hot chocolate back in Canada. No hot chocolate. No hot chocolate. <laughs> Sorry, Timothy That Zone. is my answer to that one. Thanks, as always, uh, for sending in the questions, both uh, people who follow us on social media, on Facebook and Twitter, and, of course, our wonderful patrons always sending in thoughtful and fun questions. Absolutely. We appreciate you guys interacting with us. There's a lot of places where you can do it, as Joseph was saying. Uh, you can, uh, you know, reach out on Twitter. But uh, but we have a lot of things. We have a lot. We, uh, Force Center has grown so much this year. We, we thank you so much for coming along for the journey. We're still asking for you to help us grow more. We were looking for 225 ratings and reviews on iTunes, and that will get Joseph a special databank brawl. That's right. It'll be Yay. starring some main characters from the Star Wars story fighting yeah. for their basic dignity don't you want to see that so get us the 225 ratings and reviews right there on itunes yeah cody and chase reached out on facebook you have we have our official facebook page like that there as we push four we're getting there we also have patreon just two dollars a month gets you the bonus episode finished the fan fiction this is where jennifer does some of her best work thank you (laughs) it really is yeah i have fun with it i will admit (laughs) it is good it is good that was our first um uh, that's uh, we, we reached our first goal is what I'm trying to say but now we're trying to get a second goal of uh, non-generic theme music so that dish soap and force center can be separate <laughs> that's right we don't want to hear our theme on a commercial and have you guys get excited and think force center is on TV no oh there's uh, deodorant okay okay uh, yeah so uh, help us get to that we're about a hundred dollars away from that goal and like we said when we launched this we'd love it if uh, if people 
can contribute whatever they have. We love one dollar, two dollar, whatever is great. Yeah, yeah. Keep keep them low and keep them coming. We appreciate it. <laughs> My new slogan: <laughs> Keep them low, keep them low, keep them coming. Patreon.com/slash/FourCenter merch is available at T Public. Advertisers said cons at your office in your daily life. Go to tpublic.com/slash/user/slash. Force Center and get some wonderful Force Center merchandise. That is it for this week. We have a lot of things going on. Jennifer, I mentioned up top, you got your YouTube channel. You got some great new videos up there that people should check them out. Thank you. Yeah, you can check out my YouTube channel at youtube.com slash Jennifer Landa. I have a Forces of Destiny, why you should be watching that show. Yep. Uh, and I have some more videos coming out soon. And of course, uh, Jennifer Landa across all the social media sites. Absolutely. Joseph Scrimshaw, you are my anchor buddy. Yeah, that's right. And we have a lot going on. Yeah, we are. We're on Anchor. My station is called Headcanon. I talk about uh, Star Wars and Game of Thrones and Twin Peaks and all sorts of pop culture fun. And you guys can call in and text and interact. So go download that Anchor app. Uh, I also have my podcast Obsessed, which is on the Feral Audio Network. This very week, I'm very excited. My guest is Nicole Dubuque. Nicole has written for many, many different animated uh, television shows, including Star Wars Rebels. Mm. And I got to talk to her just a little bit. Uh, about Thrawn, but the thing that she's obsessed with is an animated movie from the 80s called Flight of the Dragons in which Mm. John Ritter plays a board game designer who has to go to a land of magic and save it with science. Oh, that sounds well, awesome. That's a movie that exists and somehow oh. we didn't know. Uh, <laughs> so go go check out my podcast, Obsessed. Uh, also, you can find me. I'll be at DragonCon this year. Info on all my stuff is on my social media, at Joseph Scrimshaw, across the board. You can follow me at Ken Napsack. I have the Napsack Files podcast feed. It's been a little dormant because moving and Comic-Con, not having a place to record at your house, kind of hampers your podcasting ability, but I'm getting back up and running, which also means Star Wars Rags and Spotlight Star Wars will return soon. But uh, I, needed, I needed some time. Needed a little little moment <laughs> to catch my breath in between it all. Uh, also, I'm on Anchor at uh, Daily Thrones, my station there, talking Game of Thrones. I'm also on Collider's Throne Talk. Throne Stock. You guys know where to find me. Just go to at Ken Absock. I'll tweet something annoying at some point. That is it this week, guys. Great time. Thanks for all the questions. Thanks for following us. Thanks for supporting us. So, for Chewy and the Porgs, this has been Force Center. We'll see you next time. Hey, it's Paige DeSorbo from Giggly Squad. High quality fashion without the price tag. Say hello to Quince. I'm snagging high end essentials like cozy cashmere sweaters, sleek leather jackets, fine jewelry, and so much more. With Quince being 50 to 80% less than similar brands. And they partner with factories that prioritize safe, ethical, and responsible manufacturing. I love that. Luxury quality within reach. Go to quince.com slash style to get free shipping and 365 day returns on your next order. Quince.com slash style. Hold up. What was that? Boring. No flavor. That was as bad as those leftovers you ate all week. Kiki Palmer here. And it's time to say hello to something fresh and guilt-free. Hello, fresh. Jazz up dinner with pecan-crusted chicken or garlic butter shrimp scampi. Now that's music to my mouth. Hello? 
Fresh. Let's get this dinner party started. Discover all the delicious possibilities at HelloFresh.com. Hi, I'm Daniel, founder of Pretty Litter. Cats and cat owners deserve better than any old-fashioned litter. That's why I teamed up with scientists and veterinarians to create Pretty Litter. Its innovative crystal formula has superior odor control and weighs up to 80% less than clay litter. Pretty Litter even monitors health by changing colors to help detect early signs of potential illness. It's the world's smartest kitty litter. Go to prettylitter.com and use code ACAST for 20% off your first order and a free cat toy. Terms and conditions apply. See site for details. Planning for your next trip? Elevate your travel style with Quince. Quince has all the jet-setting essentials you'll want for your next getaway, like European linen, premium luggage options, buttery soft Italian leather bags, and so much more and is all priced at 50 to 80% less than similar brands. Plus, Quince only works with factories that use safe and ethical manufacturing practices. Pack your bags with high-quality essentials you'll be wearing for vacations to come with Quince. Go to quince.com pack for free shipping and 365-day returns.